Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast with Michael and Kiana. We are here to discuss life's everyday circumstances from the perspective of an everyday couple. That's us. If I'm being perfectly honest, the world is challenging our righteous desires to become better men and women. With Christ, we believe it's possible to overcome the world, live intentionally, and experience joy. So, let's jump right in to this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Kiana. And I have not showered yet today. And this is our third time trying to record the intro. (laughs) (laughs) And that's us being honest. Okay, bye. (laughs) That is us being honest. (laughs) Okay, so um, what are we talking about today, Kiana? We are talking about how we came to be in Idaho after being in the wonderful golden state of California. Because we've had a lot of questions about why we decided to move and the timing of it all. So yeah, we just want to talk about that experience a little bit. Yep. And, and so far, most of our answers to people have been, um, well, we were following the spirit. Yeah. Or we felt that we just needed to make this move. Yeah. It's hard to justify that to people sometimes because they're like, that's not a good enough answer. But honestly, if God tells you you to do something, it's a good enough answer to do it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we wanted to get more into the actual details of the story Mm -hmm. itself. Um, What led up to that? What led up to uh, the the revelations um, that that we received? Yeah. Um, And and then, you know, just, just talk about you know, hopefully that experience might help you in, in something, you know, similar that you're going through in your life. So uh, let's get started. Let's get started. So once upon a time, we had a baby. Ding! <laughs> Ding! <laughs> and we were sitting there. Actually, I think we we're on a walk with Coleman. Yeah. Talking about what we wanted for our future. And we realized that where we were was not what we wanted. Right. Because we had the intention of staying in California forever. Yeah, for, yeah, honestly, for for a long time or forever. Um, Well, and the thing is, too, where we live was really beautiful. Oh, yeah. We loved a lot of things about it. Like we loved uh, the parks Mm -hmm. and we loved just being able to go outside. I mean, we just, we had a really cool downtown area that we were living in. Yeah. And it was also the place where I was working. So it was perfect. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even have to leave the house mm-hmm. to go to work. Yeah. So it, in some ways, you would look at the situation, at least from the outside, and say, that's kind of a perfect scenario. I mean, a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, and they're like, wow, you have a good. Yeah. Right. And we had our family. Well, your family. Yep. And had made some good friends. Well, your family too, your sister. Oh, yeah. I had family too. Yep. Hey, Alicia, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, so it seems like we kind of had it together. Michael had his career path that he was going on. But there we were with our cute baby thinking this is not where we're supposed to be. Right. So uh, that led us first to think, okay, let's move to Utah. (laughs) You're like, well, I guess most people just move to Utah when they don't know where to go. (laughs) Yeah. So we had this like, this really interesting, um, okay, backspace, backspace. Backspace. First, we made our plans to go to Utah. Right. Michael was like, 
okay, I'm going to go back to this college. And I was like, I'll just finish my degree online. And we're like, okay, the end right. of summer. Like, this is all sounding right, really good. Right, yeah. I actually forgot. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. I was going to go back to the um, the Enzyme College is what it's called in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, and I was going to pursue business. Yeah. And get an associate's. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to do. Because that was the idea. I was, you know, we were kind of starting to think like, oh, you know, like, let's go and get our degrees. Yeah. Because we're only going to have more kids after this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, that, that started that. Mm-hmm. And then what we decided to do was, well, let's go on a big, long trip to Utah. Yeah. Test out the waters. Yeah. So we, we made a plan. We actually went down. Oh, this was on the 4th of July mm-hmm. that we left because there were firework explosions in the sky as we, as were, we were leaving. As we were it leaving. was so cool. And we decided to do a big loop instead of going straight over. So like, um, just to give you kind of an idea, it, it's about eight hours to get to Provo from Sacramento area, mm-hmm. something like that. eight, nine hours. So instead of taking that route, we decided to go down to Southern California first. So we left on the 4th of July and uh, we decided to go to Disneyland <laughs> to start the trip. Woohoo! That was a lot of fun. And we took Coleman there and then we stayed in Las Vegas that night. Uh, just on the way up to, you know, go visit our family that was in St. George. George. So uh, my aunt and uncle, their whole family was there and uh, my sister and her family there. So Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. So we stayed there and then go ahead. (laughs) Then we went to Moab. No, no, we... (gasps) Then we went to the Grand Canyon. (laughs) See, there was so much packed into this trip. Yep. So we went to the Grand Canyon, stayed mm-hmm. a night. Then we went to Moab yep. to go camping with our friends. Yeah, and that was a whole ordeal. We could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, we could <laughs> do. But I mean, you know, just long story short, Kiana got COVID while it was 114 degrees. And we had to stay in a hotel because our, our car was broken down <laughs> for like three days. So, but I feel like we grew really close during that oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was good. It was yeah. fun. It just was hard. And then we made it up to Provo. Yep. Then we made it up to Provo where we were planning on moving to. Yeah. And we stayed up there for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so it was a long trip. It was like three weeks. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Uh, and while that trip was going on, our apartment was also being remodeled at the time. So we had to plan a kind of accordingly yeah. for that. Um, but while we were there, we, we had a lot of fun with family and friends. Mm-hmm. But... We realized that it, sometimes it just takes going to the location to realize that, you know, maybe this isn't the place for us. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that was the sad thing was we had started telling friends we were moving there. We Everyone getting was getting excited. Yeah. We were so excited to be around a bunch of people our age and in like the same kind of life yep. space as we were in. Yeah. But then, yeah, we just... We didn't feel it. Yeah, we didn't feel it. And I mean, we we're still, don't worry, we're still friends with everybody. We're we're visiting there tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to go visit tomorrow. Yeah, so because it's pretty close. But yeah, so that's how we felt. So we went home, just kind of thought about it. And then it kind of, our, our plan to leave California just kind of took a pause. We weren't really sure where we yeah. were for a little bit, right? Yeah, I think that's what happened. And... I think as time went on, we knew that we weren't supposed to stay 
in right. California. We weren't right. supposed to stay where we were. And the only other option in my mind was coming back to the school that we met Yep. in Idaho. And I was doing school online, but was very close to graduating. And that vision of me walking for graduation in a cap and gown was like, what was keeping me going. So I knew that I wanted to be in Idaho for graduation. Right. And so we talked about it and we prayed about it and we're like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Right. Right. So now before that though, right. Like kind of backing up a little mm -hmm. bit while we were in Utah, I remember a conversation that we had with, um, with our cousins and, it was about my job because mm -hmm. uh, we were talking to them and I was just talking about like, this just isn't for me. It's just the job I'm working. Now, this was in July, mm -hmm. right? So it, it took a long, there was a long period of time, but this was kind of one of the first conversations that I had with them where they were like, quit your job. And and it, it caused me to think, yeah, maybe this, this job isn't for me, mm -hmm. right? So as time went on, my job actually became a lot more stressful. Like I, I remember it vividly just how stressful it was. It was just sucking my life away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that sums it up. Yeah. Well, cause I remember having that conversation with the cousins and you're like, yeah, maybe I should. What if I did? And just like that spark, that like happiness that you had when you thought about quitting. And I was like, oh, I see where this is going, but you kept with it. And it started to get harder and you started to have a bunch of health problems come mm -hmm. up, most likely due to stress. Right. And you just became a shell of yourself. Yeah. I mean, like you felt so gross, like mentally and physically that you couldn't stand up for more than like five minutes at a time without needing to go lay down. Right. Yeah. It was, it was really bad. And it wasn't like, I mean, so... Here's the job I was working. I was working at State Farm uh, selling insurance, right? So this when I, I was working all day and it was mental strain. It wasn't mm -hmm. like physical strain. Right. I mean, it wasn't great for me because I was sitting all day, mm -hmm. you know, so that was one thing. So I wasn't physically being active. But yeah, I came home and it was just like I lived to work mm -hmm. and I didn't live for work, you know? Yeah. Like I was just living to to go to work. And I just realized I became less and less passionate about it. And it was just stressful too, because it was hard to get ahead in that job. I think it was, I don't have anything against the job itself. It's necessary. And my dad is doing it and he's really good at it. Um, I just, I didn't realize at the time that it wasn't my fit. And I really wanted it to be my fit mm -hmm. for me. And we'll go more into that, like in another episode, because I think we wanted to unpack that. Yeah. But Let's fast forward from July to October. When you quit. Right? Yeah, when I mm -hmm. quit. And that was a very difficult experience. It, this strain, the stress just continued and continued until I literally had a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Like I just could not keep going. Um, at the time, I was also teaching theater and I was helping out with a play and I had to back out of a lot of stuff. It was really hard because that was something I loved to do mm -hmm. and I couldn't do what I loved to do. Yeah. So it was just this really difficult. I, I couldn't I couldn't go to we, work for two weeks, actually, because the mental breakdown caused my stomach to ha I just had so much pain in my stomach mm -hmm. that 
it it just caused me to need to have a break for a couple of days. Yeah. So and then that's what kind of led to. I mean, we had been talking about Idaho. We've been talking about it, but that's what really led to. We need. We to need pray. to do this. We yeah. yeah. We need to be serious about making this decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think we just got down on our knees together and prayed about it, and we're just like, "This is what needs to happen." Yeah. And then with that, once that decision was made, there's all the logistics of, okay, well, how are we going to get there? Um, when are we going to go? What Should we start looking for an apartment right now? Yeah. What kind of apartment should we look for? Like there was just so many decisions that had to be made after that. But I think like ultimately we knew, okay, this is the right choice. Mm-hmm. So we just need to move forward and make these decisions and it's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that time was awesome. You know, I mean, it was hard because Mm -hmm. I was overcoming my like health problems. Um, I mean, everything just flared up. I have scoliosis and then just stomach problems. Mm -hmm. But I remember after being done with the job for a little bit, I just remember thinking, wow, this is the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. Um, and that just kept us going, you know, because I, I was able to be part of the family again. I felt, and it, yeah. it still took a while. It took till I was getting up here to where I really felt like I was connected. Yeah. You know? Well, and kind of going off of that, like you said, it didn't feel like you were part of the family for a while there. I felt like a single mom, yeah. like a lot of days just because Michael was so like unable to function just for himself let alone like for me or for coleman yeah i was killing myself it was with stress it was pretty bad it was it was really really bad so those those few we had a couple of months to prepare to leave which was really nice um we we just took that time and just kept moving forward and Mm -hmm. and just you know praying and making sure we were feeling still good about it and it just felt good all the way up yeah um until the day after christmas when we moved yeah packed up everything and yeah my dad's trailer and he he drove with us up and it was really nice for him to do that because otherwise we wouldn't have any any money to put food on the table (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and that's another aspect of it is you quit your job in october yeah and luckily we had a lot of savings Uh to get us through where we were okay that you didn't have a job but moving's expensive Yep. And so we're like, okay, like, how are we going to pay for the move? How are we going to cover our expenses once we get up there? And it was, I think it was you that were just, you just looked me in the eyes and you said like, if this is what God wants us to do, he's going to take care of us. Like, it's going to be okay. Exactly. So. Yeah. And that's really how, how we, like what we were riding on. Yeah. The entire time coming up here. Even the first couple of weeks were difficult. We got very sick mm-hmm. and uh, that ruined some of my motivation for a little bit. You know, I mean, it was a struggle for a little bit. Yeah. But I just remember when we first got up here, like even though we were struggling, I think we were just both feeling like we're so happy. We were alone. We weren't mm-hmm. like so surrounded by people. Yeah. And it was just nice for, I think, our marriage and for our family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I could go on about all the blessings I've seen from this decision to move to Idaho. But I think one of the biggest things is our relation, our individual relationships with the Lord. 
has increased exponentially. Like we've both just been on this faith journey of, okay, like we're acting in faith. And when you act in faith, there comes power with that and connection to God. Yeah. And so we're here and we're surrounded by people who share the same faith and we're attending church and devotionals. And it's just been this like spiritual overload and it's been so good. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, honestly, even this was the first time being up here. Like, well, while I was up here, this is the first time I've ever felt like Christ was my friend. Yeah. Like, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And not that I had like a thought that he wasn't. But it was different to be like, oh, he's like my buddy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a little bit of a different feeling, you know. But that's just one example of how close we've come. Yeah, and I think it's ha- we've had to rely not only on the Lord but on each other a yeah. lot more. I mean, Michael has been playing stay-at-home dad while I go to class, and we've had to battle the winter blues mm-hmm. and make friends together and just figure out life i feel like for the first time in our marriage it's really like us figuring it out together exactly which by the way talking about friends we've actually made some really good friends here they're really cool they're people. so cool especially in our ward we love them yeah so going back to the finances uh it was very one of the difficult things about being up here is it's kind of hard to find work mm-hmm. up here in rexburg and even though i have a lot of experience that doesn't translate super well <laughs> to a lot of other businesses. Um, I actually immediately got an offer from State Farm when I got up here, but I turned it down because, you know, mental breakdown is just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're paying less. So paying less for the same amount of not great work. So, you know, and, and if you're thinking about going into insurance and you think you'll do really good at it, I, I want to encourage you to do so. If you can do a job like that, it will support your family really well. Mm-hmm. So don't, take this as a deterrent. It just was not for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was really tough because we have this situation where, I mean, I'm not even working right now. Um, but, and thus a podcast was born. Yep, and thus a podcast was born, but really it was really cool because I got to start doing what I loved, which was like YouTube, uh, doing this podcast, doing mm-hmm. editing it's just been so fulfilling and I've never been more motivated. Yeah. And that motivation is worth more to me than some of the money that could come from working a slight part-time job, you know? Totally. And I just feel, and I've also felt so encouraged by God to go down this path for me. So, you know, it's all about finding what his will is Mm -hmm. for you. And he knows what's going to help me grow. And so I think that's why we're on this path right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think he knew that coming here would lend to those growing experiences. I think that's kind of what you were just saying, but just like learning how to budget better, learning how to make meals that are filling and nourishing, but also you don't have to spend a pretty penny on it. And I don't know, just so many opportunities to grow and to rely on him. And it's been beautiful. Yeah, honestly, it's been a really beautiful experience. I've never felt more close to Coleman. I've never Mm. felt more close to you. Yeah. And I think that was just hiding inside me because 
I mean, really, ever since we've been married, I've been working this job, the jo- or I was working the job. Yeah. And I was following a path. And, you know, early marriage is, is also like, you're not as close. You grow, you grow closer over time. Yeah. You know, and I've really found that to be true. Just every week I feel closer. Mm. But, you know, I'm just glad that we made this decision to come up here. Me too. So and anything else on the, the Idaho situation that, that you wanted to talk about? Oh, kind of the timing. Yeah. Okay, because we came in winter. Oh, yeah. And, and Idaho winters here are brutal in this part of Idaho. Yeah, which by the way, like two days ago, three days ago, we had gusts of negative 45 at night. It was, but it was negative twenty two either way. I mean, it's just once you're past that, you're cold. it's just cold, <laughs> very very cold, and so we had a lot of people like wondering, well, why are you gonna go in the winter? Like, why not wait for spring? Right. And I think it's just one of those things that when you know God's will, you start to get a taste of His timing too, and you want to act on that that will before you back out, maybe. Right. right. <laughs> No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think it's good for us to just act on the Lord's will as mm-hmm. soon as we can. Yeah. You know, and and not wait. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, I feel like that's usually the situation when he tells you his will. Mm-hmm. You know, however it is that you start on that path, he's basically like, I'm telling you my will because I want you to start on that path immediately. Right now. You know, yeah. and if not, then he'll say, this is what I want for you eventually, but I want you to do this for now <laughs> you yeah. know, or whatever. So... That was crazy. That's why we left on the 26th of December, the day after Christmas, <laughs> is because otherwise it would have been too dangerous for us to drive, yeah. you know, through the snow and ice. So mm-hmm. we had we had a clear opening where the weather was okay. And it was amazing. I mean, actually, my dad on the way back, he had a really hard time getting home. He had to, I mean, what, it was it was probably 20 hours oh, yeah. of just being on that trip on the way back. I mean, it's 14 mm-hmm. hours up here, and then he had another like 20, so... It was a trip for him. It was hard. We're so thankful that he helped, though. <laughs> yeah, so thankful. So uh, yeah, let's let's get to um, let's get to our honest to God section. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, do you want to go first? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this is kind of based on some stuff I'd already been saying. Today we listened to a song um, from Arbor Season, which that's why we're going down to Utah. <laughs> is to go see them. They're a really cool band. They're, uh, they, they at first were just doing some really cool, like, I don't know, down to earth kind of music. That's mm-hmm. like the best way for me to talk about it. But then they started putting out a lot of Christian stuff. Yeah. So it was really cool to hear that. But um, they did, uh, they have one of their songs, uh, which is, uh, I think it's Come To Me. I think that's, I think it's like the second one on their album there. But it made me think, and this was based on the verses in Matthew, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And so it made me think about that because this is actually probably top three favorite verses in the scriptures <laughs> for me. Wow, top three. Yeah, it, it, this one has helped me through a lot of hard times. So uh, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that was just really impactful to me today, especially with all of the 
heavy things that we've gone through recently. Mm-hmm. And just thinking that, you know, following the Lord's plan is ultimately going to be the easiest path for us. Mm-hmm. And But not always the easiest, but the most rewarding. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be what leads to the easiest, I, I don't want to say easiest yeah. reward, but easy in the sense of peace. Yes. I think that's what easy means a little bit more in these mm-hmm. verses because it doesn't necessarily, be, so here's here's actually, you know, the example I was going to say. So it says, take upon, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And then it says, um, oh yeah, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, mm-hmm. right? And for a yoke to be easy, so a yoke is is what ties oxen together. Yeah. Right? So for a yoke to be easy means that two yoke two oxen are are pushing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you know, that there's a lot of people who talk about the psychological thing behind the oxen and all that stuff and like who you have by, by you. But ultimately, it's as if you're yoked with Christ, and I think of it as him taking the burden at your pace with you. Mm. Cuz it can be really hard for us to like amount to him oh, and what yeah. he's able to do. He's able yeah. to do far more than we are, but mm-hmm. he'll take it our pace with us. So it's just so easy. He's so perfect at carrying our burdens with us. So he's lifting. That's so beautiful. Yeah. He's like lifting the burdens with us. Wow. I love that. That was really pretty. Beautiful. Well, <laughs> your turn. Uh, my turn. Um, so kind of, Going hand in hand with that, I wanted to talk a little bit about sacrifice because, I mean, relating back to what we talked about, I mean, there were a lot of sacrifices to be made to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is a verse in the Old Testament. Um, the book is Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. I'm going to skip a little bit into the verse, but it says, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And when I came across, or when I was studying this verse a couple months ago, it made me realize that God asks us to sacrifice things so that we can make room in our life for what God has in store for us. Right, right. Because there are so many blessings and opportunities and growing experiences that he wants for us that we resist because we want to hold on to everything in our life. Can I make an analogy? Yeah. On, on what you just said? Yeah. It's kind of like, th- this is like our move, but uh, if you want to make space for something in your house, you have to get rid mm-hmm. of something. So it's like basically like what you were saying is like, you know, just imagine your life and the amount of things you're able to receive good and evil mm-hmm. are just like a house. And, and if you want to have some room to receive it, you seriously have to say, okay, what am I, what am I, uh, you know, paring down? What am I mm-hmm. getting rid of? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of cool if you can do that with the intention of, I'm going to fill this space with something better, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, that's why you pare down. 
you know, otherwise, if you just yeah. want to hold on to your old stuff and it ends up stacking in the closet and then you run completely run out of room, you can't receive more blessings. No, you cannot. And then you're frustrated with all the amount of stuff you have. Yeah. Be a minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the script. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, it just, it makes me think also that there's more areas in your life that you can sacrifice and make room for blessings and just like material things. Right. So it can be what you devote your energy to, what content you're consuming. There's so many different areas of our life that we can pare down or sacrifice and give up. Right. So that the Lord can fill us up with something even better. Right. So for example, uh, TV shows, like if you want to have more space for other things in your life, you might say, you know, TV shows aren't bad. Mm-hmm. But that's what paring down is about, yeah. right? Like you pare down on things that are that are okay, but maybe not like the most, mm-hmm. the best, right? Yeah. And then you get rid of things that are not good. Yeah, totally. And sometimes God asks us to pare down on things that we really love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we really love being by family in California. I think that was probably one of the hardest parts. And of family's leaving. good. Family is great. That was a hard thing to sacrifice is that time right. with family. But we know that they're going to stick around. We're going to see them on holidays and vacations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a short term yeah. thing, but yeah, if we didn't, if we, if we couldn't say no to being around our family, then we wouldn't be up here, Yeah, you know, to bless our family and then to, to bless them too and not just be mm. becoming vegetables out there. Out there. Out there. <laughs> so yeah, that was my, my little spiritual thought. I loved it. That's why I chimed in so much. I loved it so much. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was, I love that, Kiana. And I hope that we can always be good at making the sacrifices that we need to make. Deal. Yeah. Now give up anime. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> No, it's fine. No, I hey, you know what? I've pared down on anime. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's... Uh, hey, at least I've never been weird about it. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. So if you like, if you if you're weird about anime, then you know we're we judge you. Just kidding. no, we love you. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> so and maybe hey, maybe we'll do an episode about favorite animes and things that you should watch. And maybe some that you'd be like, eh, skip this one. Stay away. <laughs> that That's always a good thing to go through. Okay. Um, are we ready to uh, give our messages? Yes. Give our messages to the men and women of the world. The good men and women of so this land. That, and that's, we want to see, a, you know, billions of views on this because there's. <laughs> you mean listens? Uh, oh, yeah. Listens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however it is billions of listens because there's billions of men and women out there <laughs> so that's good thinking honey <laughs> that's a, okay go ahead Keon. oh i thought you were gonna go first oh i'm gonna go first i will go foist okay so uh this is a message to men and uh this is just a short message this is and, and kind of in the theme of our podcast today as well and this is the message i want you to receive is Take that risk that you have been wanting to take. Ooh. And make sure not to trample 
like other people down, but, but don't be afraid. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, when you take a risk, you know, there's other people involved, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe in doing things in unity, but, uh, to men out there, I know there's a lot of you that have got to be fearing some kind of risk that you want to take, right? For me, that was jumping into YouTube. I really want to do that. And it was also making this move up here, right? Mm-hmm. But there's people involved. There's, you know, Kiana. So, and, and there's Coleman too. Yeah. But Kiana's opinion right now matters. And so with a lot of prayer, with a lot of talking about it, she supported me in that. And then my message you know, to women on that basically was is try to support your husbands in taking risks because that's what we're built to do. Mm-hmm. We're built to to look at the world and to take the risks that we need to take so that we can actually support our family. And if we don't, if we lose some money or don't make it, then we'll grow from it. And that's important yeah, too. Totally. Oh, I like that. That's good. And to kind of build off that. Um, I think you kind of already said it, but yeah, women don't be afraid to support your husbands in their pipe dreams. I'm just kidding. But we were talking about this <laughs> is, I, and they have been dreams. Uh, yeah, times. they've been dreams, but Michael's making them realities. Cause that's what he does. Um, we were talking about this, how I was like, Michael, you're kind of a visionary man, like in the scriptures, but <laughs> It's interesting because in church, we have a lot of lessons about the wives of these visionary men and how they doubt their husbands and how we shouldn't be like that. We need to have more faith that our husbands are good and they have a good vision. And if they have the motivation in them to achieve that, then it's going to be good. But that is not my message to you. That was a good message, though. (laughs) Thanks. So the message to women out there is, you know, there's a lot of things in life that you can feel captive to, whether that's fear, doubts, negative self-talk, household chores, technology. I mean, the list goes on of the things that you, that make you feel stuck, that make you feel prisoner, that make you feel like you're not living up to where you want to be. And I have just been having this realization this past week that if Christ has the ability to free us from sin, then he can free us in any area of our life that we feel captive in. And so I've been kind of putting this to the test. And one area was household chores. (laughs) And so I just took it to God and I said, like, what can I do to not feel so imprisoned by this and I was led to some cool resources and now we're implementing a new like cleaning routine in our home and yeah it's it's just simple too it's just honestly I just need a help at the end of the day yeah where I just want to I wanted to veg on the couch you know I think that's a man thing (laughs) but honestly like yeah I think that the Lord really helped you find a good, simple path. Totally. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage all the women out there. If there's something that you feel captive to, take it to the Lord and ask, okay, what can I change and what can I hand over to the Lord? And he'll make those things known to you and he'll help you come up with solutions to free yourself from those situations. So, 
I love that. Thanks. I love that so much. You can free the captive. Yeah. Yeah. So find a way to apply that in your life. That's my challenge to you, you guys, is to just find some kind of aspect of, you know, like what what is keeping me captive? Where are my shackles Mm -hmm. in life? Yeah, shackles. That's a good word. I was looking for that. Where are my shackles? And uh, Christ is pretty good at uh, taking us out of captivity. Yeah. So we just have to want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to take a step back and recognize where we're captive. Exactly. Well, hey, guys. It's been a good week. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're so happy you came. Yeah, we are so, so happy you came. Guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the Perfectly Honest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to avoid the tragedy of missing out next week. See ya. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's going to go. No, it's going to be something more chill.